Let's join the worship center at Life Church, where the service is already in progress. To feed and guide and shield me, I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, green, tender pastures. He leads me beside the still and the restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life. That's what God wants for us. He wants to refresh and restore our life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness and uprightness and right standing with Him for His name's sake. Yes, though I walk through deep and sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. Why? For you are with me. So even though we walk through difficult times, even though we walk through what looks like hopeless circumstances, we don't have to be afraid. Second Timothy tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We don't have to walk through life afraid or concerned or worried or stressed or upset about what is going on around us. There's a better way. I will dread no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. And we talked about last week how the rod and the staff, they're not only, they're the, they're used, the rod is used to beat off the enemies that comes towards the sheep, but it's also used to kind of nudge the sheep back into line. And so God wants us to not be afraid when He corrects us, to not be upset or despaired when He corrects us. Why? Because He's just leading and guiding us in His way. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. Surely only goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, I will dwell in the presence of the Lord forever. That will be my dwelling place. That's what God wants for us. That's His design for our life. And this morning, we're going to talk about, with in restoration, we're going to talk about restoring hope. God wants us to be hopeful. He wants our faith Firmly planted in the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to walk in hope. Not walk in despair or fear or dread. But walk in hope. Walk in expectation. Hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had. Or the events will turn out for the best. Looking forward to something with desire and reasonable confidence, to believe, to desire, and to trust. And that's what God wants for our life. He wants to look forward. He wants us to look forward to life. He wants us to believe that God is working everything for our good. Why? Because that's what He's told us in His Word. For those that walk in His way, for those that are in Christ, walking out His commands, living life by the Word of God, He said He would take everything Everything that the enemy means for evil and turn it for good. We must hope and expect and wait in Him. Wait on Him and wait in Him. Those are two different things. To wait on Him means to wait for His timing. 
to wait on God to make the move, to wait on Him to line up things on our behalf, to wait in Him, is meaning while we are waiting, we are still walking out the way. We are still in a good attitude. We are still in a good frame of mind. We are still walking out His truth. Not only do we have to walk in or wait in Him, we must wait on Him. And while we're waiting on God to line up things and to open doors for us, we must remain in Christ, in hope, in belief. In desire. Look at Psalm 3, 1 through 6. Lord, how they are increased who trouble me. Have you ever felt like that? That those who troubled you were just increasing and multiplying on the left and right? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are saying of me, there's no help for him in God. So people are turning their backs on David. They're saying, God can't even help him. And it says, Selah, pause and think about that. But you, O Lord, you are a shield for me. So everybody's turned their back on him. Everybody's talking bad about David. But instead of getting riled up, instead of getting in distress, instead of forgetting everything he knows about God and just saying, what's the use I'm done? He says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You, O Lord, are a protection for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. So when I'm down, when people are troubled all around me, when people are coming against me, I will look to you for my protection. I will look to you as my source. Why? Because you are the lifter of my head. You are my encourager. Have you ever been so down that you just wanted somebody to come alongside you and encourage you? I've said it time and time again. We won't go through life with the cheerleading squad running around behind us going, Go team, you can do it. Go team, you can do it. We're going to have to, as Paul said, stir ourselves up in our most holy faith. Praying always in the Spirit. That's how we stir ourselves up. That's how we release our hope. That's how we get encouraged again and recharged again. We stir ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying always in the Spirit. That stirs us up. That gets us riled up. That gets us encouraged. We realize where our help comes from. Our help, as much as we love people, we cannot depend on people for everything. Like we've talked about when we talked about relationships. We cannot make our relationships God in our life. They can't fill every single void. They can't always be there 100% of the time. But God can. And He is. And when we place our hope in Him, when we place our trust in Him, when we look to Him for encouragement and instruction and guidance then our head is lifted and we are encouraged and we are given strength to carry on another day. He is the lifter of my head. 
With my voice I cry to the Lord, and he hears and answers me out of his holy hill, Selah. Which means just stop and think about that. I cry to the Lord and he hears me and answers me. When we are walking in the way, when we are walking in line with God's instructions, we cry to the Lord. He hears us and answers us. Have hope this morning. Be encouraged this morning. Don't give up. Stand fast in your faith. Cry out to God. Line our life up with Him and walk in the way. Then he said, even though all this trouble's going on, look what he said. I lay down and slept. I wake, I woke again, for the Lord sustains me. So even in trouble, even in times of discouragement, we don't have to be in despair. We can walk in hope. We can walk in faith. We can walk encouraged and happy in the Lord because we can have rest no matter what trouble is troubling us. We can have sleep and rest no matter what the circumstances are around us. Why? Because the Lord sustains us. He is with us. He is walking with us. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. So what's he saying? All this trouble's happening to me. People are coming at me from every side. Things are bad. But I will not fear. Even if 10,000 people come against me, I will not be afraid. Why? Because I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is faithful. God wants us to hope in Him and not have misplaced hope. Because people can only do what people can do. And many times, if we focus on people, they'll get us all out of whack. We can't have misplaced hope. We must have our hope in Christ, walking in Him walking in the way, leaning on Him, trusting in Him. Look at 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four through 58 And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and this that was capable of dying puts on freedom from death, then shall be fulfilled the scripture that says, Death is swallowed up, in and unto victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? Now sin is the sting of death, and sin exercises its power upon the soul through the abuse of the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding, in the work of the Lord. Always being superior and excelling and doing more than enough in service to the Lord. 
knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it's not wasted to no purpose. So keep on. Hang on. Have hope in God. Be immovable. Your circumstances may not look good. It may look like everybody, including your puppy dog, has turned against you. But be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, I find that when I'm walking through difficult times, if I can get my mind off of myself and get my mind on being a blessing to other people, my trials don't seem as big. The things that I'm walking through don't seem as difficult. When I can get my focus off of me and get it onto what God would have me to do, be firm, be steadfast, be immovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being excellent. Doing more than enough in service to the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Have you ever had a moment where you look around and you just think, Well, what's the use of this? Why do I keep trying? We must keep walking. In Christ. We must keep going forward. Don't give up. Be encouraged. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Our labor in our own way, in our own self, in our own will, yeah, that's in vain. Our righteousness, our way of doing things, the Bible says, is filthy rags. But walking in the Lord, laboring for Him, and being in Christ, that is not in vain. That is not futile. It will bring results. It's never wasted or given to no purpose. Be encouraged. Your work that you do in the Lord is not futile. Look at Psalm 147.11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who reverently and worshipfully fear Him, who in those whose hope is in His mercy and loving kindness. Again, don't have misdirected hope. Make sure your hope is planted in Christ. Your faith is in Christ. That you place your hope and, and you put all your chips on Christ. And reverently and worshipfully fear Him. When we feel like we're in hopeless situations, that's the time to turn up our worship. Turn up the dial on worship. Turn up the dial on praise. Walking in Him. Worshipping Him. Fearing and reverencing Him. That fear is not like, oh, I'm scared. It's an awe. Like you are in awe of the Creator. And you honor Him. And look to Him as the director and leader of your life. Your Lord and your Master. A worshipful life is a hopeful life. If you feel hopeless this morning, I would ask you to evaluate and ask you to think, how's my worship life? How's my prayer life? How's my studying the scriptures. 
These three things will encourage and strengthen and build hope in us. It will restore hope to us. Psalm 13, 12 through 14. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. But when the desire is fulfilled, it's a tree of life. Whoever despises the word and counsel of God brings destruction on himself. But he who reverently fears and respects the command of God is rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snare of death. God wants us to put our desire, our hope, our faith in Him. And listen to Him when He speaks. Walk in His way. And realize that His wise teaching is a fountain of life to avoid the snare of death. Romans 5, 1-5 Therefore, Since we are justified, declared righteous, given right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and enjoy. The peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we also have our access and introduction by faith into His grace in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us be full of joy now, not when the circumstances are right, not when things seem to be going in our direction, not when the dominoes seem to be lining up like we think that they should. Let us be full of joy now. Be hopeful now. Experience the glory of God now. Let us exalt and triumph in our trouble and rejoice in suffering. Goodness, that is a different way than the world of looking at it. The world would say when things are going bad, you just crawl in a hole and stay there till it looks better. But God says... Rejoice in suffering. Don't allow your hope to be taken. Don't allow, don't give away your hope. Don't give away your expectation. Be full of joy now. Knowing that the pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient an unswerving endurance. In our culture today, we all like diamonds. Bling. You know, and the bigger, the more expensive they are. But think about how that diamond is made. That diamond starts off as a chunk of coal that is put under intense and immense pressure. And that pressure forces and changes its structure into a diamond. That pressure is what causes it to become valuable and beautiful 
pressure and affliction and hardship, when they come, produce patient and unswerving endurance. Patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. You'll never know whether you have good character or not unless you're put in a situation where you get to make a choice. And we are put in situations daily where we get to make a choice. Are we going to choose what feels good? Or are we going to choose what God said was good? Are we going to choose to give up and give in? Or are we going to choose to hang on and have faith and hope and be steadfast? Endurance develops maturity of character. God wants us to grow up in Him. How does a kid grow up and learn what to do? How do they learn to walk? They get up and walk. They exercise their muscles. If you carried your child around for the rest of their life, they would never learn to walk. They would never learn to use those muscles. Now, whenever a baby is young, you know, carrying it in the little wrap and the carrier and all that fun stuff, that's awesome. But there comes a point where you've got to let them try their legs out or they'll never walk. When we first come to Christ, we come to Him like a baby. And as we grow and as we, as we get our, in Christ longer, we get an opportunity to walk. We get an opportunity to build our muscles. How? Well, how does a kid get up and walk? Well, they get up and then they fall into a bunch of stuff. And you're like, oh goodness, oh, let me bubble wrap everything. But the child is going to get some scrapes and they're going to get some bumps. And that's okay because that's all the process of learning and learning how to do it. And before you know it, they're up walking and into everything. Isn't that the fun stage? God gives us opportunity. He doesn't carry us around in a pouch for the rest of our life when we come to Him. Many people come to Christ thinking, Oh, everything's going to be perfect now and everything's going to be great now. But when we come to Christ, we still have problems. We just have the solution to them on our side. We just have the wisdom to know how to navigate them on our side. And God wants us to grow in Him. And so know that when we go through tough times, don't lose hope. Don't let go of your expectation. Walking through difficult times will develop our character and our integrity. And this character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope. Of eternal salvation. So we need these tough times in our life, these difficult situations in our life, 
these pressure times in our life to produce the character that produces the habit of joyful, confident hope in Christ. Pressure can do one of two things. It can form us into that diamond that we talked about, or it can turn us into a scrambled egg. It depends on how we let it affect us. Think about that. God doesn't want us to be scrambled in life. He wants us to produce patient endurance. He wants us to produce good, godly character that results and produces a habit of joyful hope. Being happy no matter what the circumstances are. Being joyful, knowing where our joy comes from. It doesn't come from the circumstances. And we say, oh, if I could get this, or if I could have that promotion, or or if I could have that relationship, then, you know, I would feel like things are really starting to happen. But hope is joyful even when we're not getting our own way. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This such hope never disappoints. When we have our hope in Christ, that never disappoints. Why? Because God's word will not return unto him void. His word will do what it's been sent to do. And when we walk in his word, it will not return void. Look at Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. Be strong, be courageous, be firm. Fear not, nor be in terror before him. For the Lord your God, it's he that goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong this morning. No matter what circumstances you are you are in and you find yourself in this morning, hang on to your hope. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. For the Lord is going with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. And Moses called to Joshua and told him in the sight of Israel, Joshua, be strong, be courageous, be firm. For you will go with these people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give him, and you shall cause them to possess it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but fear not. Neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, unnerved with alarm. God doesn't want us unnerved. He doesn't want us to let go of our hope. He doesn't want us depressed and discouraged and dismayed. He wants us to be strong and fear not. Walking with Him and knowing that He walks with us. Isaiah 41.10 One of my dad's favorite scriptures. Fear not. There is nothing to fear. Why? For I am with you.
Don't lose your hope, for I am with you. Don't look around in terror or be dismayed. Why? For I am your God. I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. Don't lose hope this morning because God has us. If we are walking in Christ, He has us. And I think that the creator of the entire universe can handle my little problems. I think the guy that spoke this place into existence said let there be a few times and there still is. I think that he can handle my problem. No matter how difficult my problem looks to me, I think that the one that said let it be can take care of it. I think that if I walk with him, and I know that if I walk with him, that he walks with me, therefore I don't have to be afraid. Why? Because he will hold me up. What did Paul write? In my weakness, his strength is revealed in me. When we get out of the way in our own self and we realize that we don't got it all together. And sometimes it's hard to admit that. That we can't do it by ourselves. Because I don't know about you, but I like to think that if there's something I'd like to do, I could pretty much do it. My husband would probably laugh at this, but I think if I wanted to build a a house or something, I could figure it out. I was looking to see what his face was doing. But we got to realize that we don't have this all together. And that the one who said, let there be, does. And if we get in line with him, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. We can have hope that endures anything. Hope that endures no matter what's going on in the news cycle. Hope that endures no matter what's going on in our families. Hope that endures no matter what's going on with our children. Hope that endures no matter what's going on in our workplace. We can have hope that endures when we are with Him. Why? Because He will hold us up. He will lead us and guide us and direct us. Psalm 39, 1-8 through I said, I will take heed and guard my ways that I might not sin with my tongue. You know, our mouth will get us in so much trouble and make us lose hope so quick. When we start speaking negative to ourselves and to others about the things that are going on in our life, we will lose hope. I will muzzle my mouth. Aren't there some people you would like to see them take that on as a challenge? No, I'm just playing. We're talking about ourselves here. I will muzzle my mouth. 
as with a bridle, while the wicked are before me. I was dumb with silence, and I held my peace without profit, and had no comfort away from good, while my distress was renewed. So what's he saying here? People were talking all kinds of stuff about him. And he said, I will muzzle up my mouth, and I will not say anything negative in return. I will hold my tongue. I will bridle that thing. I will bring it under submission to the word of God. And I will hold my peace without profit. Even though my distress was renewed. Have you ever been in conversation with somebody or knew that somebody was saying all manner of evil against you and you just wanted to let them have what for? David said, I muzzled my mouth. I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. Even though my distress was renewed and I was feeling, you know, so upset and so irritated and so frustrated and my heart was hot within me. And while I thought about it, the fire burned in me. David was upset. He was frustrated about what everybody was saying to him and about him. But notice his response. His response was not to go give him what for. His response was to remain hopeful in Christ. To guard his mouth. To the point of muzzling it if necessary. To not speak what he knew he shouldn't speak. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me to know my end and to appreciate the measure of my days and what is. Help me to realize how frail and how transient my time is, my stay is here. So instead of talking to other people, instead of talking about the situation, He went and took it to God and he said, Lord, help me to appreciate my time here on earth even though I'm frustrated right now. Help me to appreciate the days that you've given me and do the best that I can with them even though I feel in distress right now. Behold, you've made my days as short as handbreadths, and my lifetime is as nothing in your sight. Truly every man at his best is merely a breath. Selah. Surely every man walks to and fro like a shadow in a pantomime. Surely every, surely uh, for futility and emptiness is in his turmoil. And each one heaps up riches not knowing who will gather them. So he's saying, Lord, help me realize how short my time is. And that what's here on this earth is not the main thing. You are the main thing. Help me remember that it's not about riches. It's not about what I can get and gain here. It's about following you and doing what you want me to do here. And then he says, now, Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope, my expectation are in you. Deliver me. 
from my transgressions, where I've missed the mark. And make me not scorn the reproach of the self-confidence fool. Self-confident fool. So David's saying, I know that I'm going through difficult situations and everything within me just wants to lash out and just tell people what they can do and all this other kind of stuff and I'm just so upset. But I'm going to hold my peace. I'm going to realize that it's not about the situations on this earth. It's about my reaction to the situations on this earth. And I will hold my peace. I realize my hope is in you. My expectation is in you. My faith is in you. God, deliver me from every place where I've missed the mark. When we go through difficult times and we feel like we just want to fly off the handle, we need to respond like David responded. Lord, help me muzzle this thing. So I don't mess it up. Romans eight twenty four through thirty one. For in this hope we are saved. But hope which is seen is not hope. What do you mean hope which is seen is not hope? Well, if we can see it, we don't have to have faith to believe it. I can see that chair. I know if I go over there and put my hind end in it, it's going to hold me up. I see it. That's not faith. Our hope, if it's seen, is not hope. It's okay if we don't see the results at this moment. We're not supposed to. For how can one hope for what he already sees? But if we hope for that that is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray or offer, nor, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what's in the mind of the Holy Spirit and what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in our behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. That's why praying in the Spirit is so important. When we don't know how to pray, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know what to do, we need to stir ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying always in the Spirit. That's how we get encouraged. That's how we get the, the, the fortitude to persevere and hang on during difficult circumstances, praying in the Spirit. When we don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit does. We are sure to know that God being a partner in our labor, that all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good. And for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose, for whom He did foreknew, 
foreknow and and was aware of and loved beforehand. He also destined from the beginning to be molded into the image of his dear son and inwardly and share inwardly his likeness that he might come become the firstborn of many brethren and those whom he foreordained he also knew and who he called he justified and made righteous and those whom he justified he glorified. What shall we say then to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe when God is on our side? God wants us to remain in hope. He wants our hope restored in Him. Proverbs twenty three twelve through 19 Apply your mind to instruction and correction and your ears to words of knowledge. Withhold not discipline from a child, for if you strike and punish him with a rod, he's not going to die. You will whip him and deliver him from hell. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will be glad, even mine. Yes, my heart will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your mind in the way of the Lord. Surely there is an end. And your hope and expectation will not be cut off. Hear my ways and direct your mind to walk in the way of the Lord. Keep walking. Keep going. Even when things look difficult, let God restore your hope. Refresh your hope in Christ. Jeremiah seventeen seven through 8 most blessed is the man who believes in and trusts on and relies in the Lord, whose hope and confidence is in Christ. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that spreads its roots out by the river. It shall not see and fear when the heat comes, but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease unyielding fruit. That's what God wants us to be. That tree by the rivers of water planted in Him, bringing forth fruit in its season, its leaf not withering, and whatsoever it does prospering, like Psalm chapter 1 talks about. Psalm seventy-one, fourteen through 16 But I will hope continually. I will praise you yet more and more. Remember that's how we build our hope? Praise, worship, prayer, getting in His Word. My mouth shall tell of your righteous acts and your deeds of salvation all the day long, for their number is more than I know. I will come in the strength and with the mighty acts of the Lord. I will mention and praise your righteousness, even yours alone. So, Part of our hope, having hope restored, is guarding our mouth and speaking those things that are right in the sight of God. Hebrews six eighteen through 20. I will hope continually. I will praise yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your wondrous, your righteous acts and your deeds of salvation all day long. For their number is more than I know. Look, they're referring to the book of Psalm. I will come in with strength and the mighty acts of the Lord. 
I will mention and praise your righteousness even years alone. God wants us to be in hope. Psalm 42 as we close. 4 through 5. I will go to the altar of God. To God, my exceeding joy. Yes, with a lyre, I will praise you. O oh God, my God. Why are you cast down, my inner self? Why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God. Wait expectantly for Him. For I shall yet praise Him, who is the help of my sad countenance and my God. What is David saying? He's looking at himself and talking to himself and he's saying, Why are you upset? Why are you down? Why are you distracted? Why are you disquieted? Why are you moaning and groaning? Hope in the Lord. Expect for Him. And praise Him anyway, who is the help of our sad countenance. God wants us not to have misdirected hope. He wants us to place our hope in Him. He wants to restore our hope, our faith, our trust. So as you go through this week, when you feel disquieted and and you feel like you're cast down, remind yourself where your hope is. It's not in people. It's not in if situations go okay. It's not in circumstances. Our hope is squarely placed in Christ. That is the kind of hope that produces enduring character and endurance till the end. Let's stand. God, help us to hope in you. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear from you. You can write to us at Post Office Box 1004. That's P.O. Box 1004, Monticello, Arkansas, 71657. Or you can email us at lci.monticello at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also check out our website. It's www.getlife.co. That's www.getlife.co. There you can find Pastor Kelly and Pastor Josh's sermon notes, and you can see what's going on all through the week at Life Church. We would love to have you in one of our services with us. Join us Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. for our worship service. Pastor Kelly ministers, and it's a great time in the presence of God. Or you can join us for Digging Deep on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Pastor Josh digs into the Word of God, connecting the Old Testament with the New Testament and giving us a fresh biblical perspective from God's point of view. We hope that you have a great week this week. Remember, go live to make God look good. God bless you till we're with you again.